0: this is Ellen. And I'm Alex. And welcome to another episode of the Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast.
1: Today we will be talking about a young adult book called Caraval or Caraval. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but you'll find that I uh, typically have that kind of (laughs) difficulty.
0: (laughs) It's okay. As
1: Ellen well knows.
0: It's fine. Um, I think I use them both interchangeably.
1: Okay, and this book is by Stephanie Garber.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I loved it. I don't know about you, Ellen, but the fact that it's about, you know, two sisters who have such a complicated and loving relationship. Yep. Um, It has so many different forms of magic in it, which is so much fun.
0: And then also just a quick little side note. Um, If you haven't read the book, that's fine, but there will be spoilers. We're not going to be holding back any sort of information about the book. So, um, if you want to still listen and you haven't read it, that's great. But if you don't want any spoilers, then go read the book and then come back and visit. Exactly. That's she said. <laughs> um, but yes, oh my gosh, I loved, I loved it. So, yeah, like... For all the same reasons you said. (laughs) I think you said it very nice and succinctly. So for those of you following along, this is about, like Alex said, two sisters. And there's a whole lot of magic in it. And it's... So I couldn't figure out... So part of me was like, it's sort of based on a circus. And then I was thinking it's sort of based on like carnival. And then I was like, maybe it's supposed to be both. (laughs) But it's about two sisters and this big magical... Um, game, basically, that happens generally once a year, and um, it's sort of about their adventures through it.
1: Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty succinct um, way to describe the book, and definitely fair that you saw hints of, or I guess more than hints of, both Carnival and a circus, and I mean, who knows? I guess maybe Stephanie has probably done some interviews with
0: that same exact question. Right. Absolutely. So I think let's start with our favorites from this book. We can Mm do. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first?
1: Um, Well, you go first. Okay. So, So. Who is your favorite character?
0: Okay. So people who know me slash Alex, you know this about me. I am sometimes really good with favorites. Like, I'm like, this is my favorite. I know what it is. Here you go. And then other times, I'm like, this is my favorite, but also so is this one and so is this. (laughs) Um, So it's a little bit on the trickier side for me in this one, Um, but I do have to say that I think overall, the protagonist, Scarlet, was my favorite character in this book. Okay. Do you want to say a little bit about why you yeah. finally making that decision? Well, see, yes, I'm. Sh- I sure will, but I'm also sitting here like, am I sure that that's the right answer? <laughs> um, so, as of this part of the part of the podcast, she'll be my favorite. And if that changes as we're talking later, then I'll just let you all know. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, the reason that that she's my favorite is um, so she's the older sister of the two um, sisters uh <laughs> and i myself actually you as well are uh older sisters and i have five little siblings um so i certainly understood and connected with her desire to um like be there and protect her younger sibling mm-hmm. um and i just really admired the lengths that she would go to to protect her younger sibling um and i just kind of liked Sort of her whole character arc throughout the whole thing, um, you know, the way she started off is really cautious and nervous, and um, only wanting to make the decision that she deemed the safest, um, whether or not it was the right decision, um, into sort of someone who trusts her instincts and um, dec- starts deciding to to make the right decision. Like, the actual right decision, not the one that she thinks is the right decision. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And then making the right decision, even if it's not the safest decision. Um, I thought that was just a brilliant arc for her. Um, So she was definitely my favorite character for that. Um, And then, you know me. I love a good quote in a book. Um, Oh, (laughs) yeah. I have trouble with this, too. Just finding one. Yeah, I... Let's... Let's just, for real, I have, like, four written down. Um, But, like, but uh, before we do that, why don't you tell me who your favorite character was?
1: Okay, well, I totally connect with everything that you said about Scarlet. Yeah. As you know, like you said, we're both older sisters. Um, And I definitely have that, I don't know if it's just, like, an instinctual thing in older siblings to want to look out for their younger siblings. Yeah. But I totally connected with, a lot of that character as well however she was not my favorite okay my favorite character was julian i was
0: just gonna say it was it julian
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was um i mean i'm always here for a male character that is a little bit dark and twisted or like you don't more mysterious don't know much about his past but you see all of these, tall dark
0: and handsome
1: yeah but you right? see all of these redeeming qualities mm-hmm. and continued vulnerability as you read the book and start learning more about him and you realize that many of the things that were you know possibly bad about him um actually aren't, and, you know, he's so much more than he seems, which I thought was really cool, and, you know, who you find out his character to be, Um, but then also just, I don't know, like, who he is, one of my, one of my quotes that I really liked was, a description of him okay which I just thought was so cool I mean it's very short it's just cold wind wicked smiles and blatant lies
0: yeah I mean who, that's how who Scarlett isn't who isn't intrigued by that like yes come He's on an, he
1: was such an intriguing character that I loved constantly like trying to figure him out yeah. and then peeling back the different layers
0: absolutely so speaking of quotes, so you clearly have that one. What other ones did you have as favorites oh my gosh. or just like, oh my gosh, I want to talk about this or what? Because I certainly have more than one favorite. <laughs> okay, yeah. So
1: I don't know what you want me to talk about first, but I have two quotes that kind of t- are similar and touch on the same topic. And then I have another. Okay, I'll just start out with the one. I was going to say,
0: start with whatever you want to start with. I'm, I'm here for anything. Okay. So,
1: this one is a little long.
0: Great. Okay, with me. I'm so excited. Scarlet
1: could almost feel the sadness of the fountain infecting her, turning her discouragement into the type of dreary yellow hopelessness that choked out life. She wondered if that's what had happened to the plants. She knew how crippling, how crippling bleakness could be. If not for Scarlet's determination to protect her sister at all costs, she might have given up long ago. And I just thought that was such a big moment to realize how terrible she like her life was and the fact that she you know could have been on the brink of giving up and like literally really giving up. Right. I thought that was huge. And just the way that sadness and discouragement and hopelessness and all of these you know s- somewhat negative emotions are described so vividly right um, and in such a unique way especially was a whole other thing we can talk about later is her use of colors
0: Yes, I, thought, I have like, so many dreary, notes about those.
1: The dreary yellow
0: hopelessness, yeah that choked out life. like that
1: to me is just such a huge statement.
0: Oh, absolutely, yes, I have a ton of notes about those. We should definitely come back to that
1: <laughs> Yeah, so that was my like first big quote where I was like, "Hold the phone i need to I need to take a step back and reread this.
0: Yeah. Paragraph.
1: Um. So that first happened. Um, though I noticed the colors way before this, but this was, um, I believe, when Scarlet was in the castle and she noticed the
0: the fountain that led her to the first time that she went under the tunnels. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That was this description. Um,
1: Um, So should I do my other quotes or do you want to do... Go
0: ahead. Whatever you want to do.
1: Okay, so these quotes I love because, again, it's about Julian. (laughs) So obviously I have a favorite character. That's fine. Um, And it has to do with the description of Scarlett's love of Julian.
0: I wonder if this is the same... Quote that okay, I, have. So
1: I, so I have. So I have two quotes about this because okay. I loved both of them. Yeah, let's see. So this is the first one. Not quite sure how far she'd always, yes. already fallen. <laughs> she imagined loving him would feel like falling in love with darkness, frightening and consuming, yet utterly beautiful when the stars came out. Yes. Is that one of your favorite quotes too? Yes.
0: Oh, uh, my God. I love it. I reread it like three times when I, when I read that. I was like, it's so beautiful. It's um,
1: gorgeous. Yeah. it's moving. It's a little bit reminiscent of the kind of love from some of Sarah J. Moss's books too, which I mean,
0: we'll definitely we both talk love, about those. So obviously... We'll definitely be talking about those in the future. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: And so then, my final favorite quote. Yeah. Similar to the last one. She remembered thinking falling for him would be like falling in love with darkness, but now she imagined he was more like a starry night. Yes. The constellations were always there, constant, magnificent guides against the
0: ever-present black. Ugh, oh, I love that. Mm-hmm, um, right? That's definitely... I didn't write that one down, but as soon as you started reading it, I was like smiling from ear to ear, and I was <laughs> like, oh. So it definitely should have been on my list, because yes, that was... Uh, also an amazing one.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, okay. So now it's your turn. Yeah. Your so proposal. the first one that I wrote down was actually from like way at the beginning of the book. Um, okay. And Scarlett was remembering her mom who, um, you know, disappeared when she was like 10 um, and sort of like out of the blue disappeared. And so um, she has this thought about her and she said, or thought, I guess, she disappeared like a broken star leaving the world untouched, save for the bits of missing light that no one would ever see again. And it was just so hauntingly beautiful. And, mm-hmm. like, just sort of the description is, like, such... It was such a great way to describe what it's like when when someone disappears or dies or whatever. And I was just, like, struck by how beautiful it was.
1: That's... Yeah, I don't think i caught that but now that you say that the it's such an a beautiful but apt description Mm -hmm. that you're not going to notice that that those bits of light are gone all the time unless you're really paying attention and all of a sudden out of nowhere
0: and like the greater world won't notice Mm -hmm. like ever you know like it's because it's true she wasn't some big you know, she was just her mom, and of, sure, of course, like, she was the governor's wife, but, like, she wasn't, you know, some huge worldwide th- thought and uh, or person, you know? Uh-huh. So then, um, so that was sort of the first one that really caught my eye, and there were a ton in there that, like, I really liked, but I wanted to, I was trying to be discerning. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so... The second one I wrote down was the first of your quotes about Julian, um, because I I also just thought it was just so beautiful, Um, and for all the same reasons that you loved it. Um, So then my next one um, was was a pretty short one, but it was just, um, it was so beautiful, and I think it really helped encompass, so this book is not just about, so like certainly there's romance in it, like certainly pick it up and read it if you haven't already, and, you know, you'll get some romance. But what I loved was it was also so much about the sister's love for each other. And so um, this quote was, uh, she might have felt weak, but her love for her sister was not. And I thought it was just so, like, brilliant. And it was just so... Um, it helps encompass sort of, I mean, certainly my si- feelings for my sisters, but for all of my siblings and just for all of my family. You know, like there's there's a lot of stuff that I feel like I can do anything if my family's behind me or, you know, is is near me or I can do anything for my family. Um, so that really spoke to me um, as a quote. Mm-hmm. Um, And then the last one was... I guess I could probably say my favorite. Okay. But we're going to use that term very loosely. <laughs> we can we can just use it as like my most favorite of my favorite, I guess. Sure. Um because it was really this was the moment that she was discovering her own power and there's nothing more than I that I love than a young woman discovering her own power. Like oh. I was so ready for it. I was so here for it and I was like, "Yes." So like her so, Scarlett and her little sister Donatella, or Tella for short, um, after their mother disappeared, their father became super abusive and super um, horrifying. Uh, <laughs> Is I don't it... even know if that's a strong enough term. <laughs> yeah, like him. just awful, horrifying human being. And so, this quote starts um, For years, her father tore her down. Over and over, she had let him. She'd allowed him to make her feel worthless and powerless, but she was neither of those things. She was done allowing her fear to make her weaker, to eat away at the meat on her bones until she could do nothing but whimper and watch. And I was like, yeah! Like, (laughs) when I read that part, I was like, there was like a little cheer party going on in my head. I was like... (laughs) Yes, you figured it out. Like, it's been inside of you all along. Like, I was so excited and I was so ready for her to have come to that realization and to step into her power. And I was, I was ready, which I think, wow. I, <laughs> which I said like seven times already, but mm-hmm. I was. I was really ready for it. <laughs> I love that. I think that's a really powerful statement. Mm-hmm. And,
1: While it applies
0: to her situation very specifically, it also is broader and encompasses
1: a much, you know, stronger message about fear and weakness, and that definitely really resonates with me, because I've been realizing that I tend to let fear take over in a lot of my life, more than I would want it to. Oh, absolutely. Really, I mean, yeah. sorry,
0: absolutely, not just... That wasn't like, absolutely you have. Absolutely, like, <laughs> me too, is what I meant there. Just to clarify. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want you to be like, whoa, Ellen, okay. <laughs> Rude. Um. Uh, so, now that we've talked about our favorite quotes, did you have a part that, like, stood out to you? Like, what was your... Did you have a favorite part? I want to know. Yes.
1: So I was thinking about this, and this one was really difficult for me. And I think I've come to the realization that I don't have, like, a favorite part or a favorite scene. Mm-hmm. What I do have is, like, favorite repeated instances. Okay. Um, in that, so Scarlett receives this magical dress Mm -hmm. that she gets to wear throughout the game. Right. And it basically completely changes shape and color and the different design and everything about it changes, whether it's like night or day to be like a nightgown or an actual dress Mm -hmm. or whether it, her, And it's very attached to her emotions, though it seems to sometimes have a mind of its own, too. Right. Um, And I just love the descriptions when it changed. Yeah. Like, they were just so intense and descriptive and beautiful. And while I couldn't necessarily, like, for sure see the dress changes in my mind, because there were a
0: couple of very, like, technical terms that I wasn't exactly sure, sure about it. yeah I
1: could, I could have taken the time to look them up but instead I just needed to keep reading um it was still be, just absolutely stunning and beautiful nonetheless to be able to read through the transformations of the dress yes and like I absolutely loved that part of these books
0: yeah I mean who doesn't want a magical dress that changes mm-hmm. you don't have to buy one thing ever and then done (laughs) or be gifted it she didn't even have to buy it i know yeah that would be yeah
1: maybe that also influenced me was because that would be amazing to have that too yeah (laughs) right
0: why the why the heck not that's i mean that's always not i shouldn't say always that's often an influence in favorite parts or Mm -hmm. characters or whatever it's like i wouldn't i wouldn't mind doing that or reading that or being that, I should say. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. What about you? Did you have a
1: favorite scene or a favorite part?
0: You, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, quite like you, I enjoyed so much of it that it was really hard to sort of look at, like, a favorite part. Um, yeah. So, I'm going to say a lot of my favorite parts were... <laughs> the dynamic between Scarlett and Julian. So it's not like, it's not like a true enemies to lovers kind of trope because they were never like enemies, but it was definitely like bumpy road (laughs) trope. I don't know if that's like a real trope, but let's pretend it is. Um, And like from the minute we met him, I was like, He's going to be really interesting. Like, he's going to be a big part of this. Like, really?
1: Because I totally didn't see that. No. I did not realize he was going to be a main character <laughs> at the
0: beginning. So, when you we meet him, right, he is... Scarlett comes down into her family's wine cellar and finds her little sister in Julian's arms. And panics because their father is horrifying and abusive and... She doesn't want him to find out that Donatella has been unaccompanied with a man. Um, how dare they still kiss <laughs> in the wine? Right, there? absolutely, and she's also worried that she's been drinking, which would also be bad. And so, you know, we first meet him, and he's dashing and and handsome, and um. But I, what it, what made me think that he was going to be a big part of the book was how. Um, how much Scarlett was noticing him. Mm, so like she, okay. because like throughout this whole thing, she's of course worried about her little sister and about the punishment that might accompany what she's been doing. But she can't stop glancing at Julian or looking at Julian or gauging his reaction to things. And so part of me was like, I feel like, this seems like a lot of energy that she's putting onto um someone who's only gonna be here for a little bit. Like I just I just had this inkling that he was gonna be around for a little while.
1: That's So interesting because I totally did not pick up on that. <laughs> like I thought he was just some random lowly sailor. Yeah. Who... <laughs> Was just going to be in and out of the book, lickety split. Like, don't need to pay
0: attention. To him. Right, He's just serving his purpose, and then he'll be gone. Sure, mm-hmm. I can. I could totally see that too. Right. Oh my gosh. Right. Little did we know. Um. So then, you know. So that was sort of my first little. Oh my god, I really enjoyed that little part of it. And then mm-hmm. I, um, <laughs> I think probably my favorite interaction with them is so after, um, after they're in the. Uh, wine cellar, of course um, Scarlet and Donatella's dad finds them. And um, Donatella, interestingly, this oh, this made me so angry at her. Uh, she, at first, she tells her father that Scarlet was the one who was down there oh gosh, kissing him. Oh my God, I got
1: so angry too. I know, I but like, then at, so selfish.
0: I know, but then we find out that what the dad does when either of the girls are Um, you know, have disobeyed him, is he punishes the other girl. So when I realized that, or when they, I shouldn't say when I realized that, when they laid it out for me on the page that that's what happened, (laughs) um, I was like, you sneaky minx. Like, you you so, because he punishes Donatella. Mm -hmm. And so I was like the author set us up to
1: Hate a character already, right. and then all of a sudden flips the switch.
0: Exactly, away. totally threw me off balance. So then, after this all happens, um, Donatella is basically like, "I can't do this anymore," and she's like, "Scarlet, we're gonna go to Caraval, Caraval, whatever it's, however it's pronounced." Um, I'm from the Midwest, so I'm probably gonna keep saying Caraval, <laughs> um, but it's probably Caraval. I have no idea unclear and then of course scarlet is like we can't do this i'm engaged to this count he's going to be our ticket out of here we can't ruin all of this on a whim you know even though we've both wanted to go to caraval for our whole childhoods basically and so then of course donatella tricks her into basically being kidnapped by julian and um I think my favorite interaction of theirs was sort of... So she wakes up on this little, like, boat raft type thing with him. And he's taking her to this island where Caraval is happening. And (laughs) they just have this whole, like, the banter was really cute. And then they realize that their boat is sinking. And, like, they're going to have to get in the water. And then... But then they get in the water and she's, of course, wearing this big dress and then he has to, like, cut her out of it. And she's like, oh, the scandal. And he's like, it's nothing I haven't seen before. Um, (laughs) And, like, just the whole I mean, clearly I'm paraphrasing, but (laughs) that's the gist. But I just loved that, like, back and forth and like, oh, the scandal. He had to cut my dress off, you know, like. Either that or you die. Right. So, <laughs> exactly. So which one do you choose? Yeah. But like I just loved that little banter and then like they get on the beach and it's like winter. And so then they're like cold and wet and like I was a little bit half expecting them to be like, We've gotta warm up by body heat, but that didn't happen. So that was fine, I guess. <laughs> what of <a> them. <bummer>. Um, <laughs> right. I was ready for it. It didn't happen. What I guess it's fine, whatever. Um but then they, you know, they're they're walking and the banter continues and then they get to this weird little town and they find a place that's open. That's where she gets her cool dress. Um, and then I really the part where I knew that he was going to be an even bigger character was so she has to make a decision about how to get to Caraval. And she first decides that she's going to listen to this guy and he... Uh, this new guy who's in this shop that they had walked into, to clarify. And Julian thinks it's a bad idea and he like storms out. And then she realizes she made a mistake and she goes out to try to find him. Doesn't think she's going to find him. But then he was waiting for her. Like he knew she was still going to come after him. And so that's when I was like, okay, he's really here to stay. um So those are kind of just my favorite parts of like. And of course they continued throughout the story from there, but like.
1: Just, like, just their, their relationship,
0: their banter. Their banter. Their, like, how much he enjoyed keeping her on her toes and making her feel a little uncomfortable and pushing her outside of her comfort zone. And, yeah, that just all of that was mm-hmm. really fun for me to, to read and to, to be a part of as a reader, I guess. <laughs> I say be a part of like I was there. Oh, uh,
1: I mean, one can only wish sometimes. Right?
0: I was there in spirit.
1: Exactly. Okay, so we made it through our favorite things, though maybe it wasn't as short and direct as we (laughs) initially thought
0: it was going to be. Ah, who cares? (laughs) That's okay. Yes, but now um,
1: we thought this next section of the podcast would just be more of a a freeform, though we've kind of
0: been freeforming. I mean, duh. so but because like that's how we are but is there like what do okay. you what do you have questions about like what did you can i just okay i'll tell you my question throughout most of this book was what the hell is going on <laughs> i uh yes, yes. I, <laughs> I was
1: trying to figure out this game and people were screaming the The people who were just like coming back from the tavern at the <laughs> was it the beginning or the end of every day because the game was actually at night and you slept in the you slept during the day right so the, the timing of things completely threw me off and like and trying to figure out what was real versus what oh. wasn't because of the whole like warning what does it even say on the cover of the book. Remember, it's only a game. Dot, dot, dot is what it says on the cover of the book.
0: But, like, is it just a game? Yeah, you never Uh, know. So, like, so, so for this, for Caraval, Caraval, so the big gimmick is that it only happens once a year, and you can either go and participate in it and potentially win a big fancy prize, or you can go and watch. And... The prizes change every year as does sort of the the setting of the game, although I think the premise is relatively the same the whole time, that some of it's real and some of it isn't, and you have to... <laughs> figure out what, like, that that whole idea is horrifying for me. Like, I'm like, no. learning what's real and what's no, not. No, yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm Absolutely like, not. I'm like, no, thank you. Like, I clearly, as I was reading this, I was like, can I get, like, a rule book or, like, right. uh, <laughs> an, oh my an itinerary? Like <laughs> Yeah, and then I don't know
1: if I was just really dense and didn't get this or didn't pick up on this right away. But I didn't realize that there were more like players
0: in Caraval, like workers who oh yeah I had I, I had no idea
1: that that was a thing outside of like the maybe two or three specific characters
0: who you knew right were like players in Caraval. yeah and, and I think you're not were supposed to know working there yeah and uh, you know I think that's part of it is of course that you're not supposed to know because because the people playing don't know, you know, like they obviously know who the very clear ones are, but they don't know who the, the, the moles are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the big premise of this particular game, right. Is that her sister is taken and to win the game, you have to find, sorry, her sister, Scarlet's sister, Tella, the younger sister is taken. And so to win the game, she has to find her sister. And first of all, that would be like my worst nightmare. <laughs> Cuz like I'm not particularly great at games. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh, I'm terrible
0: at that. <laughs> so like I when that when that sort of when, you know, that's revealed to be what the what the end game is, I was like Pfft, my siblings would be found by someone else. Like I would try yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I would try my hardest, but it's—I don't know that I would get there. Like, <laughs> I would do what I needed to do. I would try my best, but you yeah, know,
1: but they either
0: would be found
1: <laughs> by someone else, or might die, or you know, whatever the dire qu- consequences. I, I for, know they it might would be. Occur, oh, it was
0: like I don't—I don't know that I'd be the one to find you. Um, maybe that's why I. Scarlett's my favorite is because not only did she go through all of this for her sister, but she also found her sister at the <laughs> at the end. Um, she
1: actually succeeded. Yeah,
0: <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, so I wanted to go back to. So you talked about it a little bit in your favorite quote section um, about all the color descriptions. So uh-huh. I I noticed it. Before I started keeping track of it, which is, like, bumming me out a little bit because that means I don't have, like, the full list of all of them. But I started, I mean, I started noticing it, like I said, pretty early into it. But I didn't start keeping track of it until page, like, let's see, I wrote it down. Uh, page, like, 144. Okay. Um. And so, but what I found, so not only was I interested in how it was, like, how it's such a beautiful way to describe emotions, but what I found so fascinating is that it, it also helped me feel the emotion. Like, not only was it a beautiful way to describe it, but it was an accurate way to describe it.
1: Yeah, I really wanted to talk about this too, because I don't think I have ever seen in any other book the way that color is used here as a descriptor. No. Like, like, it's almost like color can be anything. It can be an adjective, it can be a noun, it can be a verb, it can be an adverb. Yes. You know, like, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it, the way that Stephanie Garber uses color yes. throughout this book is, first of all, it's stunning. But second of all, it just, yeah, it adds this whole other layer that makes you, yeah, it does make you feel more. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were so many color descriptors that I think there were a couple of times where I realized that I didn't, either I had never heard of the color or I had heard of the color, but I couldn't remember what it looked
0: like. Sure.
1: Um, And for a fleeting second, I was like, oh, I mean, I guess I could look it up. Mm, I'd rather just keep reading. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I wrote down, let's see. So after I started noticing that she was, um, I'm sorry. It wasn't after I started noticing it. It was after I had been noticing it for a while. And then I was all of a sudden like, oh shoot, I should have been keeping track of these. And then I was like, I'll flip back and find the other ones. And, the, but then I was like, no, I want to know what happens. So I, <laughs> so I decided not to spend my time doing that. So like, mm-hmm. um, but I've, let's see, I wrote down 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, like 14 of them. So oh, that's
1: barely covering it, too. Yeah. You, there were a ton. I That's something that I picked up on right away, though I never kept track of them. Yeah. Uh, which I'm kind of bummed about because I, I want to go back to, there were just some that were just so...
0: And I think Beautiful. I, I think there's a really good chance that I missed a bunch of them, you know, because I get wrapped up in the story or whatever. But like, yeah,
1: and it yeah, it becomes more of the norm.
0: Too, yeah, for sure. But you so don't like,
1: necessarily recognize it all the
0: time. It's so interesting. So like on, for people following along who have like the hardcover version, I wrote down the page numbers. Um, I don't know if that would be equivalent in like an ebook or a paperback version or whatever. But like in Uh, In On page 195 in the hardcover, I was so struck. So she wrote, sour shades of yellow green made her stomach royal with trepidation. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, what a beautiful way to say that she thought she was about to puke. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like. You know, like, she very easily could have been, like, and then she was nauseous, or, and then she vomited, or whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. no, she did this, be- like, and it's talking about something that's not particularly nice, right? It's talking about kind of a gross, you know, everybody does it, but, like, it's gross when you vomit. But, like, somehow it's still beautiful. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, that's like. so true. But sour shades of yellow-green, like, vomit. That's what, you know yeah disgusting but like without ever saying (laughs) she was nauseous or you know like it just i thought that was amazing um on page 203 she talked about sort of what you were saying about like not knowing exactly what the shade like what the color is but like still understanding what the color and the emotion is Mm -hmm. um She wrote, Scarlet fought against a new surge of panic. It came in shades of hemlock green, the color of poison and terror. And so, like, even if she hadn't added the color of poison and terror part, I, like, I know that hemlock is a plant and I know that it has been used as poison for a long time. Like, I think it's what Socrates used to kill himself. I don't know, an ancient Greek philosopher, please don't quote me on Socrates, I don't know if that's actually correct, Um, but, like, I feel like it's what one of those ancient Greek philosophers used to kill themselves, and it's like, I know that it's a poison, so, like, even if she hadn't added the color of poison and terror, I would have been like, oh, hemlock's a poison, like, Mm -hmm. that's where the panic is, and, like, and I just thought that was even brilliant, too.
1: Yeah, so for a lot of this book, because I think there are a couple of moments where it seems as if this is the way that Scarlet views the world. Yeah, and that it made and it hinted that she sees emotions and as color, and that right. it wasn't just that like these were beautiful descriptors, which they were, but there were also a couple instances where the author made it seem like this was something special about Scarlet and how Scarlet saw the world. Yeah. So then it made me question whether it was a form of magic and whether she had some magical powers that we were going to learn about. Granted, maybe it is and that just hasn't been come up in the first book at all right for sure i guess it was just wishful thinking on my part um, (laughs) because you know it's never it never came up that you know the way that she sees the world in color is actually some form of magic well
0: i wouldn't even say that though so like on so there's the part in the book where she um is waiting to meet julian at the tavern um, and then he doesn't show up, right? Mm-hmm. And she leaves, and she comes across a boy selling cider. Um, and she takes a drinks or buys some cider, and she drinks it. And it like drains the world of color, right? Which we know is That's a, right. which is a big thing for her. Um, and that, and so there's a part where she even thinks, like to herself, like, you know, I normally see the world with colors like emotions with colors and so now that I can't even see the world in color is like really disconcerting um and so like I think she realizes that it's not a like it's a unique thing to her that the emotions are colorful um but then after she loses um the two days of her life um when she fails to um, give the right answer in order to buy the dress right mm-hmm. and then there's that whole scene where julian discovers her as she's you know quote-unquote dying um and he shares a day of his life with her so she won't lose two days she does just lose one day and then uh, and in doing that he what feeds her his blood right
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah um and then after that um, she sees his emotions in color too. That's right. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. So I think I just I think we haven't seen mm. seen what the magic is yet. Okay. Because okay. I think it's You're I think it's me very excited. Right. Like it. I think it's definitely there. I just don't think we've we've seen it yet.
1: Or maybe it's a magic that just never gets discussed. Also like true. It just it just is. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many more things to contemplate. I know. Are you done talking about color? Can we jump to...
0: Yeah, whatever. Okay,
1: so I wanted, since we're talking about magic, I wanted to discuss a bit more about the magic in the book. Yeah. Um, because I have to say it's not my
0: favorite kind of magic. Okay. Like,
1: I was, throughout the book, I guess I was a little bummed because... I'm not a huge fan of, like, the deception, illusion kind of magic that you see more in, like, circuses and things like that. Like, I enjoy going to the circus, but in terms – I guess I'm speaking more in terms of (laughs) magic I like reading about. Sure. Like, I enjoy
0: more, like, like, like big magic magic
1: or elemental magic, Um you know, that kind of thing where like each person has like magical abilities or whatever. Like witches have one thing, wizards have another, you have you know Yeah. Um that kind of thing versus all of this like sleight of hand um everything is very deceptive. You never know like What's magic and what's not, and it seems to technically only be coming from this very elusive legend who is supposed to be the one who has the magic for Caraval. right? Is like the leader of Caraval.
0: and that's his um, name, that's what we're given his name as. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so what were your feelings about? Do you are you just not as biased? <laughs> in terms of what kind of magic you like because I have to say, um, while well, I enjoyed the book and I enjoyed the magic of it. That still was something that was pervasive for me. It was like, yeah, interesting. yeah I'm kind of biased against this
0: kind of magic. So I, I guess I kind of thought that that's where I would be with it. Like, I kind of thought that I would be sort of feeling the same things that you were. Because I do. I like the big magic. I like the, the showy, like, look what I can do. Look what we can do. Look what, you know, Um, and I, and I'm not a huge fan of like mystery books. And so at first when this was happening, like I was enjoying it, but I was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this because Mm -hmm. for so much of the book, I was like, what's happening? Um, Same. I was right there with you. Much of the book, all of the book, whatever, (laughs) semantics. Um, but I, but by the end of it, I found that I really enjoyed it. Um, and while I still probably prefer, you know, it feels weird to call it big magic because there's some big magic in this too, but like, um, I, I kind of really loved the subtlety in some of this magic and the precision in some of this magic, um, instead of just sort of being... Like a wild, untamable thing. It seemed like it was very. It was a craft, you know. Like it's it's much more of a, um, craft. (laughs) Um, Right,
1: like it's not like it was something innate in you that you. Yeah, it's like a honed skill. Do and maybe have to practice a little bit, but still, it's just you know naturally within you. Versus, this is something that requires. That required time. Yes.
0: And, mm-hmm. you know, you have
1: to hone your abilities and everything
0: yep. like that, you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. um, Especially oh. because, you know, we find out that Legend was not... um, Well, maybe he was born with it, but, like, we, you know, we find out through sort of the myth of Legend and Caraval that he what was it, got a witch to give him the powers, right? Like, he... Right, like,
1: he wasn't actually born with them.
0: Right, he had been in love, and then the love married someone else, and then he was jilted and angry, and he made a deal to get the magic. So it's not like he was, like, born with it, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was Maybelline. (laughs) Um, No. (laughs) Um, but, so, like, I just, I liked that whole side of it, too, because, I mean, of course, I love, like, chosen one books. Like, I do. But I also like people, I don't know if earning is quite the right word for this scenario, but, like, I like people, I like the idea of people, I don't know, earning or getting it and, and working from there, you know, like. Uh
1: Um,
0: so, yeah, it didn't bother me as much, but I can definitely... Yeah, no, I, yeah, I guess it didn't bother me as much. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, well, I'm glad it didn't
1: bother you. I mean, I still enjoyed it, but there, I definitely had that as an underlying thing
0: for me throughout the book. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, like, I just, I feel like there's just so much to unpack. It's, like, not even funny. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Um...
1: Agree with that.
0: Yeah. Like, you. I just. So, I. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: well, do you have a place you want to start?
0: Yeah. Can I just say, <laughs> Alex, you already know this about me. Listeners, you'll come to learn this about me that I'm either one of two ways when I read a book. I can accurately guess where things are going, or most likely, I. Think I know where things are going, <laughs> and then that's not where things are going. <laughs> um, you are typically a lot
1: better at guessing where things are going than I am, though. And I'm I've, pretty te- absolutely terrible
0: at that. Like, <laughs> and I've certainly gotten better down at it. Like the known more, <laughs> to be terrible at that. Yeah, and I'm, and I've certainly, it's a, it's a craft I've honed, um, <laughs> with all the reading and, and and TV watching and movie watching mm-hmm. that I do like yes. it's 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 certainly something that has gotten better um but that's not saying much <laughs> um so throughout a good chunk of this you know the the big question right is like who is legend like and and scarlet has not been sort of enamored with the idea of legend for much of her young life cuz her uh nana told her stories about caraval and um, legend and and you know all of that and so she mm-hmm. and of course who doesn't love a good mystery like who is legend like you know so of course for much of this book I'm like I was reading and I was like who's legend who could it be and I thought I was so smart I was like duh it's Julian and so then there's even a part where she has this vision of something that happened in the past And it's very heavily implied that Julian is legend. And I even texted Alex this and I was like, Uh (laughs) I was like, I was right. And I was so proud of myself. And then I kept reading and I was not right. Uh, (laughs) And so I even made a note when I was (laughs) reading it. I was like... (laughs) I was right, Julian is legend, and then my next, my next note is, I was wrong, he's not legend. <laughs> um, yes, and it's something that
1: they leave for the next book. Yeah. You, know, you you don't know who legend is by the end of this book, even though that was, like, besides finding Tella, like, right? that was the other big thing about
0: this book. Right, is like right? who is legend? How did he do mm-hmm. this? Exactly. Um I Yeah. I thought I was so smart. I was like, I've got it. I figured it out. Yeah. I kept going <laughs> Nancy back Drew, and watch forth. your back. <laughs> I kept going back
1: and forth between like being like, yes, Julian is legend. And then thinking Mm, this seems too easy. Like, I don't think he can be legend. And then thinking maybe Dante, this other supporting character, could right. be legend. And then again, like, I would continue to... But then he dies. Myself.
0: But then he, like, dies. Right.
1: So then you're like, well, shoot.
0: There right. Goes that, plan. There goes that plan. Oh, my gosh. Um, speaking of death, I thought it was really interesting in sort of the the spirit of the game. Uh, the spirit of the game? I don't know. In the game itself. So if you're a player who works for Legend and you're killed during the game, you're not actually dead, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, well, but you do... You die, but you Sorry, so you don't stay dead. Right, that's... You're right. That's what I mean. Yeah, so, like, you so do you actually... You have to go through death. Yeah, but I thought that was, first of all, like, a brilliant idea. And then I was like, and also... What a brilliant way to not let the players know what's real and what's not. You know, like mm-hmm. what a great way to mess with somebody's mind.
1: Oh, I totally would have been one of the people that like went full
0: on crazy. Oh. In, in that would also games. be that would also be why my siblings wouldn't get found. They'd be like, "Where's Ellen?" and they'd be like, "She's crazy." Like <laughs> she lost it a long time ago. Yeah. For sure. So that's sort of the. I'm trying to think. That's sort of Dante's death is sort of like the first real death that we, or not real death, but death in the game that we see, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah, because so the the big shock is when Scarlet and Donatella's dad shows up.
1: Um, yes, because then I kept thinking, oh my gosh, is he somehow a player? Because we don't know all the kinds of magic that there are. Like, is right. Like, can someone change to look like
0: him? Right. I was like, is so it really I him?
1: Was constantly, yes. And then briefly, I
0: briefly, thinking, I was like, I is that legend dressed up as him or like disguised as him? Like, because uh, he knows how traumatic he has been to Scarlett. Like, you know, like. I was like, what a messed up thing to do, legend. And then, it, you know, it becomes very clear that it's actually her dad who's there. Um, and then he kills Dante. Right? He, like, chops off his hand. I mean, that does that's not what kills him. But, he, like, he chops off his hand and kills him. And then... But then it looks like Julian is the one who did it. And then, you know, my heart broke a little bit because I was like, excuse me, Julian. Like... <laughs> how dare you start murdering people? Right. <laughs> I was like... This
1: isn't within, within <laughs> the constructs of the character that I really liked, so right. it's not allowed.
0: <laughs> I, was, I was very grateful when he very quickly was, was shown to not be the one who killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so Dante is sort of the first death we see, and it's traumatic, but not... You know, he was not a huge part, like you said. You know, he was sort of a, a secondary character. Um and at that point we don't know that he's like a player in the um I'm sorry, like a performer a professional, in the game.
1: Yeah,
0: performer. Um so so now you're like, oh shit, like the contestants are being killed I'm off. Dying. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, snap, that's not good. Um because that's the thing, is like it's not the goal f- uh, for any of them to die. Like one contestant had died, in like the whole history of Caraval. Caraval.
1: Right, which made this all of a sudden. You're like, wait a minute. Is this game? Is this year's game that much more real right. than any other game? Exactly. Like, is there something different
0: this year? Oh yes, and so, and then of course the big thing is is like yeah, it is different. Her horrifying dad showed up and he's not playing but he's there for her you know and he's not gonna let anything stop him um and then so what's the next death we see is it Julian I think so Oh, that one broke my heart (laughs) yeah I was there were tears there was lots of tears that were happening (laughs) um
1: unsurprising,
0: though, for you. Yeah, I was just going to say, Alex knows this about me. Listeners will learn this about me, is I get very emotional when I read books or watch movies or TV shows. I get very attached to my characters, um, and I get very emotional about it. And that equates
1: to a lot of crying.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah, because that was really rough. But then at that point, it's not, who kills, oh, okay.
1: Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. It was, yeah, the
1: performer who you think is legend at that point, you think, you think legend kills
0: Julian. Yes.
1: And And then you're like, well, there goes my entire way that i view this story yeah you know thinking that fine you i think at that point most people probably would have come to the decision that julian it was a very high probability that julian was legend and then you find out that he's not and he gets killed by legend
0: because you find out that he has been working for legend that he's been a performer this whole time Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right Right, which that was yeah, in but itself. I,
1: I don't think at that point I really understood that there were multiple other performers. Right. Like, I thought he had still been, like, working with Legend to get to whatever it was that, like, he had alluded to at the beginning as to his reasons for
0: coming to Carnival and wanting to win. Mm, sure, sure, like, sure. I I didn't connect that
1: he was a paid performer. At that point, I thought... That he was working with Legend to win the game.
0: Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah.
1: So you realized he was, like, a paid performer? Yeah, because I... I and
0: there were other people like that? Yeah, because I had thought at that point in time, because there was the... Because he had... That was the point, right, where they had been on the carousel, and she... He was like, no matter... Sorry, I should clarify. I know who I'm talking about. They, being Julian and Scarlett, were on a carousel. Yes! And they were being pursued by her actual dad and someone who we think was this count that she had been engaged to. Um, and we... um. And so they're being pursued and like... They're, they're going to be... Well, and maybe not they, because they still want Scarlet. But, like, Julian's going to die if they catch up... If the the dad and the Count catch up with him. And so, like, we are like... I At least, I shouldn't say we. I, at that point, was not even thinking about Legend. I was just like, they have to get out of there so that they don't get caught by her dad, who will for sure kill him. Like, <laughs> you know, so I was like, this is... This is bad news bears. But then Julian gives her a watch. And then I can't remember, does he push her into the tunnel or does she just go into the tunnel? Um,
1: I thought this
0: was, I thought no. that was after... Well, they go into the tunnels multiple times, but like at this particular part, I don't know. Somehow she ends up in the tunnel and she comes face to face with who she thinks is legend. And... They talk for a little bit and then all of a sudden it's like, ooh, surprise. Here's, I thought he basically was like, here's this guy who's been working for me this whole time. And Julian shows up. Uh-huh. And then she's like, oh my God, what? And Ellen's like, oh my God, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but then she opens the watch that he gave her and he was like, And in the watch, or maybe he said it before she was gone. I don't remember. But at some point he's like, basically he's like, I'm sorry for whatever is about to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, clearly I don't remember that clearly enough. But so, yes. So long story short, at that point, I, I guess I, if I didn't know, I just assumed that he was, you know, a performer in the show at that point. Um, but of course, at that point, we don't know that he's going to come back to life. Um, so when Legend turns around and kills him, I was not happy, (laughs) 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 to say the least. Yes. Um, and so I was really upset about that. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's... But it was...
1: Interesting because one, there was still so much action in the book to happen that they didn't really make a big deal out of it, and two, because she had just been betrayed by him, kind of. Even though she had the watch to tell her that, you know, something wasn't right. Didn't betray her, yeah. but But he did. That she didn't really, you know, fall down and mourn him because she was. You know, she thought that she had been betrayed. So you almost like didn't get to process that this huge character that you're in love with just died.
0: Right. Oh, for sure.
1: Scarlet isn't really fully grieving, and then there's so much else that continues to happen.
0: Right. I think it's I think it's the fact that he dies on top of the possibility of his betrayal that like was just like a one-two punch, (laughs) like a like a real double whammy. Um, yeah, because that was, that was tough, too. Um, Mm -hmm. and so then after that, we're relatively close to the end at that point, right? So, like, she. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I think the last death then is. Tell us. Tell us.
0: Yeah. Which and also that was holy moly. I know that was talk about a gut punch. That actually I think that one was worse. That was worse for me
1: than Julian because Julian and Scarlett's relationship was still Fresh and new. New Yeah. Yes, exactly. And the the way that the love between the two sisters is described. Mm-hmm. You even though I have a lot of issues with Tella and I thought she was a brat, but (laughs) even so, right? Even so, and a lot of that was done by the author to make you see her in a way that maybe she isn't, but that's a whole different thing to discuss. Um, yeah, Tella's death was the worst for me,
0: yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah, no, that was awful too. More tears more because and it's also so sad because it's her it's she she's giving up, right? So like she's she's faced with so she thinks she's met someone that she can marry and is in love with and um they're engaged and then she finds out that it's legend and then of course we find out that it's not even legend. <laughs> and um that well, hold on. Her, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, like, so... Like, and so so it's just, like, layer upon layer of... Basically, betrayal for her. And... And she's faced with the fact that she's going to have to go back with her dad. Because Scarlet's going to do anything for her. And so Scarlet will go back to the Count. And so... She just... It's just... She hits such a rock bottom... Mm-hmm. And she, she even says, you know, I meant it when I said I would rather be dead than be with our father or what, you know, whatever. And then she throws herself off a balcony. Like, it's not even like, it's not even like, I mean, not that there's really like, a. I mean, there's sort of like gentle deaths, but like, it's not a gentle death either. Like, no. it's horrifying and not quick either. Like, she, she's got a lot of time. Time to fall, you know, before she hits the ground. You know, like, it just, it's gut-wrenching and shocking. And, yes, I had a horrible time with that, too. Um. Yeah,
1: especially the fact that she gave up.
0: Yeah. She stopped fighting. Exactly.
1: And and didn't believe Scarlett. Right. Like, that started breaking my heart initially when... She was so in love with this new man that she was engaged to, that she met during the game. Right. And then Scarlett's trying to convince her that is actually a legend. Oh, right. And that that's what he does. He makes women fall in love with him. Right. And then he yes. discards them. And that made me so angry the way that, legend who you know the actor who was portraying legend right made her seem like a crazy woman and that tella so easily capitulated to his manipulation yeah and then that just made me think about oh my gosh like how many other relationships in the real world are like that
0: oh absolutely where
1: you have a manipulator who ends up separating you from your family or your friends and makes you second-guess everything and absolutely. Turn everything completely around in your life.
0: Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was also heartbreaking. Um, none of it felt quite so heartbreaking. So, okay, so so the big prize for this Caraval is that you get one big wish, right, is, is what legend has enticed this year's players with. Right. And so when Tella jumps to her death, Scarlet gets her dad and the Count to leave because she is of course heartbroken and she breaks off her engagement with the Count and all of that fun stuff. And her dad actually leaves and the Count actually leaves. And then she turns to the actor who's portraying legend, who at this point in time, she still thinks is legend. And she's like, I won. So my big wish, you know, but then she has to decide it's I, what I loved about this part was she talks about really her big decision is cause she was thinking that her big wish was going to be that she could bring Julian back. Mm-hmm. And then her sister died. And she, she talks about, she knew that her answer was always going to be bringing her sister back Right, like, it wasn't even a choice. But, like, she hated that she hesitated to even think about Julian, right? And so, like, but she's like, you owe me this wish, you're going to bring my sister back. And then you find out, one, that he's not even legend, but that even if he was legend, he might not have the power to even do that. And so then, so not only have we gone through the heartbreak of her just watching her sister plummet to her death, but now coming to this realization that she can't save either of these people that she loves. Mm -hmm. And, like, that whole part was just even more sad. And then she comes to the realization that maybe that magic is just sort of out there in the world, and she can, you know harness it and if you want something enough you can wish it into existence Mm -hmm. and so thankfully she's able to save her sister and you know her sister comes back to life but then we find out the most I was so mad when when I read this part like to find out that her sister orchestrated basically this whole game with the help of legend oh I was, can I tell you, I was about ready to push her back off the balcony. Oh (laughs) my gosh. I, I was furious at her. I was like, how dare you? Like, your sister has been taking care of you for most specifically these last seven years or whatever since their mom disappeared and I was like, she has been taking care of you. And you decided that the best way to free her from this arranged marriage <laughs> is to trick her and to traumatize her? I was <laughs> I was, <laughs> I, was <laughs> I was so mad at Tella. I
1: don't know. I think this was where I really started seeing that there was more to Tella than meets the eye. Sure. And that the way that the author portrays Tilla
0: might not be fully accurate sure. and that she has
1: a lot more to give than
0: like you initially see. Right. And I wasn't really as angry
1: with her because like I could see where she's coming from. Right. Like yes as Scarlett I would have been so angry and I don't know if I would have been able to forgive her for quite a while. But I can see Tella's side of it and why she did what she did. So I wasn't, I was more completely shocked versus angry
0: about Um, it. I mean, I definitely agree that it, it was the part that was also for me like, oh, there is more to Tella than meets the eye, but I I was mad at her. That's fair. I was, I was angry with her. Um... I will say, so I, there was a huge sense of relief when Tella came back to life, but the amount of relief I felt when Julian walked through the door. Uh, so much more. So much more. (laughs) Oh Oh my gosh. I know. I was like, I know that probably I should have been more relieved that her sister wasn't actually dead, but you know, I was like, he's alive.
1: (laughs) I
0: felt the exact same way. Okay, good. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, he's not dead. Yeah, oh, I, I yeah, felt a goodness. little ridiculous about that. Um, But I liked that she, so like, of course, she does in the end forgive him for everything. But I liked that it wasn't immediate. Like, she made him explain things to her and he, she made him talk to her about it instead of just being like, Oh, it was part of the game. I forgive you. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I liked that it wasn't just an easy reconciliation. I agree. I think, if anything, it was like she was too
1: forgiving it too quickly.
0: Yeah, I could see that, too, for sure. But, of course, like, <laughs> the the romantic in me and maybe the problematic romantic in me was like, don't make him work too hard for it. <laughs> Like it's a good yeah, thing you but made the him. the
1: fact that like she, it was almost not like a double standard though because she like immediately forgave her sister, but then
0: not Julian. I don't think of that as a double standard. I think it's just more of a standing relationship, right? Like she's known her, mm. she's known her sister her whole life. It's yeah. it's you know it's much easier to forgive someone that you've maybe had to forgive for things in the past, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, than someone who's sort of fresh and new to the situation. Um, That's very true. But, like, not to say that I was, like, like to clarify, like, I was really glad she made him talk through it all with her and explain himself. So, like, to clarify, I wasn't just, like, forgive him on the spot. But, mm. <laughs> but I thought it was just right. Because, <laughs> of course, I... <laughs> I wanna I, mean, I want a I happy ending. Groveling was necessary. Right, exactly. Because I you know, I'm a sucker for a happy ending. Um but speaking of endings, what was your reaction? So right, so they make so Scarlett and Julian have their reconciliation and then it sort of like wanders off and follows Tella and she gets that letter. What was your reaction? My
1: reaction was like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> This is how you're ending the book.
0: I know. Do I I have
1: access to the next book right this second? Yep. No, I don't. This is a huge problem that I have. Right?
0: (laughs) So, here, let's see. More
1: of a problem than the world wars. More of a problem (laughs) than. the
0: poverty that people are facing i need access to this book yesterday right so let's so i have the book in front of me and let's just read this letter because not only does she get this letter but like the letter is the last thing you read in the book right Mm -hmm. and it says dearest donatella congratulations on escaping your father and surviving caraval i am pleased our plan worked although i had no doubts you would survive the game I'm sure your mother will be quite proud, and I believe you should be able to see her soon. But first, you must keep up your end of our bargain. I hope you haven't forgotten what you owe me in exchange for all that I've shared with you. I plan on collecting payment very soon. Truly yours, a friend. And so then, right? So, like, we've been led to believe that she was only working with Legend to create uh-huh. this game. And then all of a sudden, we're like, hold the phone. Who's this third party? Like, oh, I was. Me too. I was like, I'm sorry. This is. Yes, this is. It my, was such a great cliffhanger. You gonna do like, me like way that? Way to go, way to go, <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> Garber, to want
1: people to read your second book.
0: Like that was a great job. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But I was like, really? <laughs> Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh and of course so I read this book in a day I started in the evening and of uh and it was like midnight when I finished it so like I part of me was like I'm I had the second book so part of me was like I'm gonna read more and then the the smarter part of me was like maybe we should go to bed (laughs) but like I'm proud of that smarter part of you thank you I've really grown as a reader um in Mm -hmm. my in my age um, uh, mostly because I didn't know if I was going to be able to stay awake as I was reading. <laughs> um, because midnight is, is late for me. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but as I was laying there trying to fall asleep, like my mind was just reeling the whole time. I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? What, who is this person? Like, ugh, I was... Yeah, I was. It was a lot to. Oh,
1: yeah. It definitely. It le- the book. The ending of the book definitely leaves you and your mind like completely engaged so that you're just reliving things and trying to figure out what could possibly happen next. And it's not a good way to try to fall asleep.
0: No. Like, not, you shouldn't. Not at finish all. Finish this book and then have to go to bed. No. That was not. Great planning on my part. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it just made me all the more excited for book two. Um, So, anything else that you would like to discuss from this lovely first book in this trilogy?
1: Yes, so I... One of the things that I wrote down that was very... Um, Just like a very big theme that I saw that just made me stop and think Mm -hmm. more than once was all of the assumptions as a reader that we made throughout this book. And a lot of them, it was assumptions that the reader made, assumptions that the characters made, that then made, you know, that some of the assumptions that the characters made, we as readers, could see them as assumptions but most of the time it took a little while to realize that that was an assumption especially around legend right right the assumption of who legend is or around the game and what are the confines of the game and what's real and what's not right and it really just made me like take a step back and think about because some of it was just so um I don't want to say dramatic but some of the assumptions that some of the characters made were like overly in your face like wow that is such a huge assumption on their part I can't believe they made that assumption but to the character it doesn't seem like an assumption it seems like their reality or they don't realize that you know they're jumping to conclusion's and so it just made me take a step back and think, how often do I make such gigantic assumptions like that in my <laughs> everyday life and, like, about other people? And, yeah, I was getting really deep there for a
0: while. Yeah, like, I mean, but that's oh the thing gosh, about assumptions, like, right, is that we don't, I, I mean, mm-hmm, at least we don't it's... often know that we're even doing it. Yeah, Yeah. so
1: that's been something that I've been thinking about actually since I even read it. Um, Not that I've come to any conclusions, (laughs) if there are any big assumptions that I'm making that I haven't realized them yet, if I am making them, but it's something that's been on my mind.
0: Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing to think about. I didn't think much about it, but it's definitely something to to ponder. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yes, it's a good thing. To leave leave you all thinking about the assumptions that you make every day and why you're making the assumptions, if maybe you should open your eyes further.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, that there might be more to our,
1: you know, reality and to what makes up a person and their decisions and including your own.
0: For sure. Oh my gosh, look at how deep we are. <laughs> I know. Wow. <laughs> look at us. Um. Yeah, I just I just really thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved the fact that I, you know, was on the edge of my seat for a good chunk of the book. Like, pretty much once the game started, I was I was uneasy. On, I was not on even ground like <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I was like what is happening <laughs> um, absolutely and I I, I thoroughly enjoyed that um, yeah
1: I really yes I agree I really um, enjoyed being on the edge of my seat
0: constantly mm-hmm. yep.
1: second guessing everything like it made for a book that you didn't want to put down right and something that
0: was thoroughly engaging yeah throughout the entirety absolutely i agree
1: mm-hmm. well would you like to sign us off and remind everyone how
0: they can connect absolutely. With us? absolutely um so we are on some social media here uh you can find us on twitter with uh, the uniquely portable magic podcast uh you can find us at upm pod official Um, On Instagram, we're the Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast. And if you want to send any questions, book suggestions, just want to say hi, you want to see how we're doing, (laughs) anything like that, you can email us at uniquelyportablemagicpodcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're going to talk about book two. (laughs) so tune in we hope to see you then and thanks for listening